the aftermath of a roadside accident, the line between the living and the dead collapses for a mother, a daughter, and a stranger. Jeff, this week on That's Terrible, we're going to talk about The Deeper You Dig. Can't see my face, but I'm uh, smiling. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to take from that smile that I'm picturing. Let's uh, let's call this a micro-budget horror movie. Um, in that, if they had a budget, I don't, I don't think they used it. Um, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. So, I'll start with one of the interesting facts <laughs> up front. Um, <laughs> this this was outside of a few characters, man. Like, yeah, it looks like maybe a half dozen here or so. Um, this was a family production. Uh, both the the starring male and uh, both of the other females are husband, wife, and daughter, respectively. Um, they are all a family they wrote they directed they even composed the music um they this was a family production so cool is is really cool even uh they're all three of them shared directing duties it looked like um yeah it's it's if you look at it in that context it's neat um <laughs> what what we have here though is a, a man kurt who's uh driving drunk down a road and within the snow in the middle of the night, it looks like um, he sees some deer and he's like, Oh God, I almost hit those deer. Well, good thing they walked away. And then like two and a half seconds later, he hears a thud as he's driving. <laughs> um, and it turns out that it was this, uh, this little girl who's uh, 15. Yeah. That's it. Somewhere around there. Like early yeah. teenager. Um, yeah somewhere in that area uh she she got hit by this car and dude sees her and like sees a sled and you know th- turns into well she shouldn't have been out there sledding in the middle of the night <laughs> um, so he he packs her up in his car and he's um in this neighborhood because he's renovating a house he's gonna flip this house and so he takes the girl and puts her in a bathtub as you do mm-hmm. and will she she wasn't dead. Uh, she was she was alive a little bit, and so uh, Kurt and his infinite wisdom decided to choke her and kill her. Um, I guess the the penalty for uh, driving drunk and killing someone is worse than the penalty for murder. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's your time. That's your time to turn around, man. Just take it off. Be like, "Oh shit, you're you're alive. I brought you back here to make sure everything was okay." I nursed and you back to health. Yeah, you got hit by someone else. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it was super weird. He just like sped off, and they, I I found you, and it was yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I was like, "Hey, what the fuck, man?" And they just kept driving. So anyway, here you are, and uh, <laughs> gonna take you back to your place now, so we can get this over with um yeah he yeah. just he killed he kills her and um okay <laughs> there's <laughs> so so that's uh, echo her name is echo which is um a choice i guess um and she's living with her mom ivy and we learn early in the movie that ivy is this like psychic medium yeah. psychic medium it's but i also in contact with the other side i also get the sense that she's like grifting she's like she has some ability but she's also just like trying to make a bunch of money um we only really see one interaction with uh, another person but it it seemed 
I don't know. It seemed like she was was not straightforward. But anyway, um, so turns into Ivy looking for her daughter. Um, the cops show up to interrogate Kurt, and he's like, "Nope, haven't seen her. You can leave now. Have a good day." <laughs> don't check my bathtub i'm renovating the house you can't see anything uh <laughs> so at that point he's like all right i gotta i gotta get rid of this i gotta bury this body and and so he well he tries to and then the ground is frozen so then he tries again once things have thawed a little bit and that's going to be your 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 deeper you dig your metaphor is yeah. um he he buries this body several times. <laughs> um, <laughs> the first time it's not deep enough. And then he has to do it again. And then he chops her up and throws her in a well. And all the while things yeah. are pro- getting progressively worse for him. <laughs> um, because dead echo is manifesting herself uh, in, in ghost form and like not, not really haunting him so much as just like, Hey, you're a dick. Hey, you killed me. You're a dick. Like, <laughs> you gotta tell my mom you're a dick. Yeah, tell my mom what you've done. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna sit here and you're gonna like throw something at me and I'm gonna materialize into nothing just because you're a dick. Um, that's not to say that there weren't like a few scares. Uh, they when he drops his uh, whatever it was down the staircase and there was some there was like a jumpy, a jumpy a scare. They tried. Um. From what I gather from this movie, which is um, very artsy, and, you know, you got you got a low budget, yeah. you got to make an artsy style, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thought <laughs> thought provoking or whatever. Um, what what seems to have happened is uh, Echo wanted to take over Kurt's body so that she could go be with her mom again. Is that yeah? Is that track for you? I mean. I I was confused the fuck out of this movie. Um, I I you know I thought that at one point, and then they debunked that theory, and then they um, brought it back, and so <laughs> yeah. I yeah I was I was confused for quite a bit, not in a good way. Like I'm like, oh, I gotta figure out what's happened. It's like, why is this? this is like, why is this happening? Uh, I mean, why couldn't I'm, I'm not this have been Mandy instead? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little fun fact for the fans there. Um, there was a sign, you know, like there's a, in the horror movies where there's just like you hear a weird noise and then they're about to go in the closet and you're saying to yourself, oh, my God, don't fucking go in there. One of those happened to me to where I tried to play this movie and um, Shudder decided to play Mandy instead, trying to show me a better film, I'm guessing. And being as stubborn as I am, like, no, I, I really want to watch this movie. And I, I wish I would have listened to the signs that it was giving me. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck happened, but then this movie played and yeah, I regretted my decision. And it's like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm comfortable saying right up front. Uh, well, I didn't not right up front. Um, I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't, didn't think it was like, it's not going to be the next indie sensation. It's, you know, um, it's not, it's not one of those indie movies that turns into a Hollywood movie, like, uh, like saw did or something. Uh, it's just there. Uh, And you know, you can tell that they wanted to make their thing, right? Like, especially if you, especially if you look at it in a context of like, Hey, it's this, this family making this movie It's like, all right, you know, that's, that's neat. But also you got to look at it as a movie. 
and that yeah. um, well, was pretty much a letdown. Uh, I thought the so overall, I think the acting was fine. Um, the the girl played dead goth girl pretty well in her like yeah. being an asshole to this dude who killed her. <laughs> At the yeah. same time, when um, when Kurt and Ivy fight towards the end, it was like the fakest fight I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. They're like wrestling on the ground, and it's like <laughs> there's at one point there's like a transition where like one of them rolls over, and Ivy just like scrambles on the ground to get on top of him. Is like, oh, I gotta hit my mark here. I gotta. <laughs> this is the part where I'm supposed to be like choking you or whatever. Um, it was it was pretty rough, but. Charming yeah, in a really way, awkward. I thought I, I, no joke. I thought at one point they were just gonna like start kissing, just because of how fucking awkward the fight was. Like it wasn't like a I want to kill you. It was like ah, I'm gonna wrestle you. And, yeah, it was and a and husband and wife wrestling. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they brought, they brought their home to work, and it just it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this weird thing, like so Ivy the entire time suspects Kurt. She like the first time she meets him, she starts screaming out Echo's name to see if she's like in the house and going to respond. Right. Like, yeah. And then they like form this relationship sort of. Yeah. Like, is that some ploy by Ivy to like, I don't know. Uh, And that was like before Echo had even like entered Kurt. Like that's, that's the thing that happens at the end. And, and then we have like the scene where, uh, Ivy's making hot cocoa and we see Kurt, but hear echo and they're like, thanks mom. It's my favorite. And it's like, uh, uh what, okay. what, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it just wasn't like straightforward enough. Uh, it didn't, <laughs> the things it was trying to say, it didn't actually like fully say, I think, because I, I don't know if that was her goal. I don't know what Ivy's like, motivations were outside of finding her daughter um was she actually using her medium powers did she know that her daughter was going to try to like possess this dude um yeah i think there was a lot of unanswered questions to be honest (laughs) with that because i i i think she has some sort of ability that allows her to go to the other side like i just do yeah like some of those you know she's powerful I would assume. Well, when she went to that other guy who supposedly Ivy taught him everything he knows, and he's this successful medium now, right? Yeah, but is he a real medium or like a fake medium? See, that's you know, like if if he's successful as a medium, it sounds like he's bullshitting people. (laughs) 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 Miss Cleoing this shit, you know. I don't know because he gives us the box that obviously like he knows fucking something about of the seven rings and I'm assuming it's the seven rings yeah, of hell. And then, and then there's that. <laughs> I mean, dude, well, if I wanted to be can, th- this movie just made me want to watch Escape from Tomorrow. If I wanted to be that fucking confused on why they just threw shit in here, I'd rather just watch Escape from Tomorrow. <laughs> watch Escape from Tomorrow, which again has a reason to just be <laughs> ridiculous, right, rightfully awful and ridiculous, and yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I, I can I can agree with you there. I I tried not to 
because I watched it before you. And I try not to spoil anything. I'm like, I like it's like kind of hereditary ish, but not in no, quality. No, it's not. <laughs> Just no, it's like and- pretty obtuse and definitely more obtuse. But that was if I had to compare it to something, that's probably what it would be. And you know, Escape from Tomorrow was probably a good. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, man, you know, I think they had so much missed opportunity as well. Like, let's say they build Ivy up, and she's a fucking badass. Like, she's able to access the other side. She's able to summon things, and her daughter obviously took part in that and did her own research and was able to do slightly what Ivy could do, right? They fucking build Mm -hmm. her up. She finds out Kurt did it. Like, she finds the sled, she gets away out of the house before he even comes home, and, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Kurt, the sicko that he has fucking kept the sled of the killed teenager. Uh, but, like, why would, and he puts it, like, reason. he's gonna... <laughs> Invisible. So again, he's he's remodeling this house, so he's tearing it down to the studs, and up in the roof, yeah. he just puts the sled on top of the, uh, the two-by-fours there. Like, he's just going to put some drywall over top of it, and it's going to be like, no one's ever going to see this. Just <laughs> Yeah, fuck. okay. You can't cut it. You cut up a body. You can't cut up a sled. No, <laughs> no. Plastic, <laughs> plastic holds a special place in my heart. Bodies don't. Uh, <laughs> you put that in the fucking well like you threw a body. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't fucking know. But anyways, back to the theory. Fucking Ivy sees a sled. She gets out. She's like, all right, motherfucker. Like, you're going to experience some shit. And then... She just summons a whole bunch of, I don't know, apparitions and fucking demons and, you know, like goes after <clears throat> Kurt and eventually drives him into suicide. Like that would have been a fucking good ending. That would have been fucking crazy. Or yeah. what if the fact that um, he just keeps redigging um, Ivy's body? Like right. she tricks him into thinking that the deeper that he digs her body, the weaker that, you know, or the, the sooner she'll go away or something like that. She kind of tricks him into doing that. But then the deeper that he digs, obviously she becomes more powerful, more grounded and more real to where she eventually gets to the point where she can physically touch and she can physically harm. That's right. Oh fuck. And obviously he's going to go try to dig up the body. He digs the entire hole. She fucking is just still down there. She's able to kill him. She throws him in the fucking hole. <laughs> and then now he's fucking, yeah, now he's done. <laughs> like, there's there's missed opportunities that could have made this film a lot better. Well, I think even Kurt's motivation needs some work. Like, if we take everything sure. that you said, and what if Kurt was like a serial killer who just fucking fucked up the wrong person? Like, that'd be yeah. kind of neat. Instead that'd of just like, cool. Oh no, I have to kill you. No, you don't. Like you don't. Honestly, you really don't. <laughs> it was an accident. Like it's it's okay. If you purposely saw her and you're driving, you know, your Tacoma that has four wheel drive, you're like, oh shit, there's a kid on a cliff. I fucking hate kids. And then you <laughs> ten points. <laughs> you know what? Even that's a motive. That's something. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, oh, I see an opportunity. I took it. It's like, no, I accidentally hit someone while I was driving drunk, and then turns out she was alive, so I decided to correct that and make her dead. Like, okay, what? You're fucking why? Psycho. You're you're just renovating a house, dog. Like, 
I mean, you, uh, you even look at like real serial killers who have done some sick shit with, I don't know, severed heads. And they're like, why did you do it? And you're like, I don't know. Cause I mean, felt kind of good. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, at least you have a fucking reason. This guy is just like, I, I don't know. What to do. I don't know. Just, I just felt like I panicked and my first instinct is to kill somebody when I panic. No, dude. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know that, that I didn't like. And there's also, and they never explain it. And it could have been another thing they could have easily touched on is like, there's that at one point where Ivy is hearing echo, uh, like, you know, speak through the spirit realm or whatever it is. Uh, she yeah. says she, she broke her arm sledding. So like if, if Kurt had gotten that information and then was like, Oh fuck. Like I really fucked up because I didn't even really hurt this person. You know, like give yeah. some, the, the f- fact that there is an accident that, that he actually hit someone on the road is completely devoid of the rest of the story because it didn't kill her. It, you know, it was just the only reason they came in contact. Everything else was fucking Kurt's fault. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the only other thing that bugged me was Ivy's or Yeah. No. Yeah. Ivy's acting. Because yeah. dude, if you were missing a kid, like you'd be fucking freaking out, not going around town. Like, Have you seen Ivy? No, and you're like, ah, bummer. I'll try but again you tomorrow. Wouldn't be making friends with the dude you think fucking killed her. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you? Yeah. She, she brought her. She brought him a sandwich. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she filled it with like rat poison, uh, you know, that'd be something different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we don't know. know. Like, you know, fuck it, dude. Like, this story has so many random things. Like, she put fucking truth serum in the sandwich. Yeah. And then he fucking... <laughs> he's and like, I he's did like, it. She's like, I fucking knew it. He's like, hey, I killed your daughter. I didn't have to, but I did it anyway. It felt good. You're like, oh, Kurt, you right. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, again, looking at it in in the perspective of who did it and what they did, I think is, is an admirable uh, effort. But you're, we're the audience. We aren't gonna, not everybody. I guarantee you less than 10% of people who have seen this movie, however many people have seen this movie, um, are not going to dig into it and be like, Oh, let's, you know, see what the production of this looked like. Um, you know, the, the stuff does roll at the credits and, you know, somebody pays attention to the credits. They might've, you know, had some sort of indication. Um, but, uh, John Adams, the the main star and the director, um, that is that is his name. And then Toby Poser is Ivy. So like they don't even have the same last name. So you're not even going to be like, oh, I wonder if they're husband and wife. Like you might get that the that Echo Zelda Adams. You're like, oh, okay, you know they're they're related in some way. Um, but again, if you're not looking into it, you're not like, oh shit, this is all <laughs> they're all connected and they. They don't even no budget. Yeah, it's it's. Um... I mean, if you want to, if you want to make a family film, I'm all about grabbing your family, renting a fucking house, filming, you know, a low budget horror film, and then just like making a rip off of the Amityville. Like that's fucking fine. That's a cooler story, and honestly, like I think it just worked better. But <laughs> I felt like they yeah. Just, like, they just really wanted to get a movie out there. They didn't care what it was. And they're like, yeah, just fucking send it in. 
Yeah, you know, they they didn't seem like they thought it through as much as they should have, and that's I yeah, you know, I'm not gonna condemn them for that. Um, but no. it's it's it it makes it seem like it's less of a, a passion project and more of like, hey, let's just do something, you know? I mean, apparently people like it though. There's a fucking review on here that says, uh, excellent thriller slash horror with a whole new style. You get sick of the same old pap from Hollywood. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, with no new ideas or style. Then comes along this little film with three-person family who blow Hollywood out of the water. Now I'm going to be realistic and say, while the dialogue was fantastic, the editing needs a wee bit work. As a few places, I felt it, the pace started to drag. It didn't ruin the film, but it was noticeable. The acting was as good as you'd want without being Oscar-worthy. The score was nothing short of excellent. The filming, you'd think it had been done by a Hollywood heavyweight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> aside from all this, the story was immersive and engaging. I really enjoyed this, and I hope they make another one. All right. Whoever um, <laughs> Boris the Magi is, I, 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 uh, <laughs> fucking, I couldn't <laughs> disagree with you more. Uh, <laughs> it's time to set the record straight here, Boris, if that is your I real mean, name. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what kind of horror movies you've been watching, but uh... and you know it's like I I uh, on occasion like this kind of horror movie, right? Like the the it's not going for gore, it's not going for uh, you know jump scares necessarily. It's just hey, here's something. If you think about it enough, it will you know creep you out. If you're like hey, if I yeah. was in the, these this person's shoes this would this would be horrifying and that's yeah. not what i got here uh that's i i didn't feel like there was much of a threat for like 99% of the movie and the only thing that undoes <laughs> the only thing that undoes kurt is a he kept the sled and b he picks a fight with ivy like <laughs> I, I don't know i I heard that this movie was more in depth and it was definitely different from anything else, which it's, it's different. I'll give it that, but not in a good way. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's different in the way that's like, Oh man, more horror movies should do this. Um, yeah. There's nothing that I could pick out that would really. It, like also I, felt like it wanted to be a comedy too. Like with echoes part. Almost. Like yeah. you could very easily have seen a comedy, a horror comedy that has like that dead person talking to you and is like, Hey, <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> I was just about I to mean, become a senior, you asshole. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought I thought they were gonna save it with actually another thing that or another theory that would make it better. But um if Let's say, so going back on to the Ivy being all powerful, I thought that they were going to do it to where the seven rings um, was like almost like seven lives, kind of like a cat kind of a thing. And when they started hurting Kurt, like when he chopped his head off with the Sawzall, um, I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> they're going to put him through some fucking pain for that one. Yeah. And so I thought they were going to do it seven times, seven rings, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't do that, but uh, it was none of that just seemed like none of that. the, the whole seven rings thing. That was like, 
just a goth girl's obsession, right? Like they didn't actually get into that, did they? I don't remember. Uh, kind of like Ivy found it in one of her sketchbooks, which um, Echo did sketch. So that's where she found it. And it was physically bleeding uh, from one of the seven rings. And then that's where Ivy gets the idea to go to a student that I guess that she had a while back, who is now famous for either ripping people off or he's a really good medium. Um, And he gives her this box saying that the seven rings are in here and that it will fuck with Ivy's mind but um, it will ultimately do what she wants to do, which we st- uh, uh, we still didn't get an answer for one. What she really wanted to do with that box, I don't understand it. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think the Seven Rings was really just put in there as that's how Ivy was able to become an apparition to uh, Kurt. I think that's really just the bare bones of it. Was that she, you know, dipped her feet into the uh, little satanic side of it. And that's how she was able to start crossing. She planes. read the Necronomicon, so to speak. I mean, dude, I would have fucking welcomed that. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't, though? Yeah. Um. All right. I, I think I would recommend people pass on this movie realistically. Yes, um. <laughs> It's on Shutter. I watched it on Tubi, I believe, because oh. I forgot that it was on Shutter. Um, <laughs> so I had a few commercial breaks to uh, break up that action, you know. Um, oh, <laughs> okay, so now this is. Um, do do we want to talk about the Conjuring? Um, I mean, we can. I mean, it's, it's the uh, fresh. Some people may have not seen it, but uh, you can come back to this episode, I guess, before we spoil anything for you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So let's uh, yeah. Let, let's wrap up, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll put the song in, and then after the song, we'll talk about some conjuring. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. So. Um, newsworthiness i guess is a uh, very little probably um there's one exciting one I'm oh yeah go ahead oh yes yeah there is <laughs> i didn't uh, know more about this yesterday so let's just talk about <laughs> the fact that we don't know anything about it go ahead all right i'm trying to control my heavy breathing um rob zombie who has directed some good films um officially confirms that his next movie is going to be the monsters what does that even look like (laughs) i'm so fucking excited um there's not much on it the only thing is that he wrote on instagram that he said attention boils and ghouls the rumor is true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years. The monster stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. Um, yeah. I mean, we have Sherry moon zombie and Jeff Daniel Phillips will be playing Lily and Herman. And then the rest of the cast, including Richard Brake, Dan Roebuck, George Garcia and Cassandra Elvira Peterson. Wait, 
Um, this casting is not fully confirmed, but at this time, we're expecting the reporter spot on. Now, I don't know nothing. I know I know is, nothing about this besides the that, picture that he posted. Is that the Elvira? I'm pretty sure. Huh. All right. Peter, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's, uh, I'm pretty sure. I feel like it was like a couple horror cons ago. She got together with some of the casts that were from, um, how, like all the normal ones that he's done, like a house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects and all that. I forget his last name, but bill, um, what are the main guys from? Yeah. 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 Um, I can't remember his name. God, it's something like super simple. I know. Uh, I don't know. We can move on. I keep. Uh, I just keep thinking of Sid Haig. That's that's all that's coming to mind. Yeah, I know. I fucking Mosley. Really Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Okay. Bill Mosley. Not as simple yeah. as I thought it was. Um. Yeah, I think she got together with him, and they were doing some co-op photos, and they became kind of close. So it's not that far that she would be included in this. That but, uh, makes me think that. And, you know, I only think this because Rob Zombie. Um, it makes me think that this is not going to be the, like, gritty fucking reboot of the Munsters. I don't think so. I think he's going to take it in a completely different manner. And I'm kind of excited to see what it comes up with. But that said, if it is not, if this isn't a Rob Zombie movie, it's probably going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah. Like, do you trust this guy to do anything but like shock horror? Do Do you trust him to even do shock horror at this point? Like, <laughs> he's put out some know. truly bad movies recently. I know. I was super stoked with Thirty One because I was reading that before that movie even started production, that it was going to be um, about the children that are that go missing on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I was like shit that's gonna be fucking awesome and then i watched it and it was complete dog shit <laughs> i think 31 is is the one that i started watching and literally couldn't make it through the first five minutes i thought it was uh three from hell it might have been you yeah yeah it was three from hell. i haven't yeah, even okay. seen that. i haven't even seen that one yet it just like i don't know maybe like because i'm older uh, you know you learning to grow and shit but it was like it was very much like devil's rejects style. Um, it, it was, it was those characters in, in that opening, but just something about it. I just could not stand it. It was just so shocking for shocking sake. And it, it wasn't even like a horror thing. It was just like their personalities. It was just them existing. I don't know. Um, I, I maybe one day I will go back. I mean, I do, the thing I plan on doing eventually is uh, actually watching his two Halloween movies again. Um, yeah. Because those yeah. were interesting as hell. They, you want to talk about doing something differently that that's it right there. And um, that's the kind of stuff that I think he excels at is, is looking at kind of convention and doing it a little differently. So, you know, with house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects, and maybe three from hell, he made your like 
villains your protagonists, you know, and, and that's kind of what he yeah. does really well. Um, so I, is he going to turn the monsters into villains? I don't think so. I, I feel like this is kind of the, um, Guillermo del Toro. I think it was him did a house with the clock in its walls or whatever. Or um, no, that was Eli, Eli Roth. Yeah. Okay. There. So it's just like, again, Eli has a very specific style. Yeah. And then he turns around and does like essentially a kid's movie. And I never saw that movie. I don't know. If it- oh, it, it was good. It was, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. You could tell which parts like, obviously you're watching it and you're like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like kind of got like a little bit of a creepy vibe, but then like the ending, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some specific scenes that you're like, all right, there he is. He's fucking there. Somebody gets their balls cut off. Jesus. No, no, I no, 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 no. no. Is it, is it, did you see once upon a time in Hollywood? No, sir. Oh, okay. That, that is another instance. What I'm imagining you're describing is like, Okay. Through most of that movie, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that Tarantino directed this movie, but it it doesn't have that Tarantino movie to it. And then the yeah. last like ten minutes of the movie is like, oh shit, okay, here it is. Here's all of it <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I'll yeah, maybe I'll watch that one of these days. Um, how did we get there? The monsters. That's what it was. The monsters. Um, I kind of hope that he does almost like a WandaVision thing to it. So imagine that it opens up and it's classic monsters, right? They're doing weird shit. Fucking, they know that they're monsters. It's kind of funny. And then it fucking flips that switch to a really, really (laughs) horrifying side of the monsters. (laughs) That's that's how I see it happening. Um, Either way, I'm going to watch it. And I'm probably going to own it because I have every other Rob Zombie film on physical DVD, which says a lot because I, I don't collect. I don't DVDs. do anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I collect digital. Uh, I like digital. I like streaming. But for Rob Zombie, I've just always had this thing where it's like, I have to get his shit on DVD. I don't know mm. why, but there's just something in my brain telling me to get it. So I'll probably I mean, he, own it. He has that like <laughs> classic feel. So maybe it's like. You know, yeah, not like Grindhouse like necessarily, but he has that yeah. like original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I feel like that's the thing he's always going for. Um, just grungy yeah. and yeah. I can see that. Um, since we last spoke, we got a you see that trailer for Last Night in Soho? The I have not. Edgar Wright's horror movie. Okay. Which I I could not be more excited for somebody to say those words together. Um, <laughs> I like I like this thing, even if it's just a concept where it's like, hey, somebody who does you know comedies or drama is branching out into horror. And it's like when when Tarantino to, to bring him up again said that he wanted his last movie to be a horror movie. I could not have been more stoked. Like, let it let him do it. Let it just fucking give him all the money in the world. Let him do it. Um, yeah, it, it's it looks like a very trippy, um, and I guess you could say Edgar Wright's done horror, Dawn of the Dead, or whatever, but that's not really the same. Um, it, it like neon fever dream kind of time situation, like it, it looks really fucking cool. Um, I'm I'm excited for that, and now that we finally got some footage of it, 
And we also got the trailer for Old by M. Night Shyamalan. fucking wild. I mean, he's posted some shit where it looks crazy, and then you actually watch it, and you're like, oh, that's fucking stupid. But uh, what did we watch last about him? What did we watch last? The Visit. By him. The Visit. Yeah. See, it's, a, it's always a hit and a miss. Yeah. And The Visit was the movie where I was like, okay, maybe he's back. And then he did uh, Split. And I was like, okay, he's back. Um, Glass, I thought, was uh, not awesome. Um, but his story was still there, and I think that was decent. Um, I just, I wonder, it's it's setting it up. Old is setting it up where you think you know exactly what's going on. And I, I get your... You're going to a Shyamalan movie. You're expecting a twist. Yeah. I I wonder. I wonder if now is the time he finally doesn't do that, <laughs> and it turns out to be bland as shit because you already know exactly what it is. Like, oh. I mean, maybe that that is my only concern about this. Um, the the story seems crazy. I think the the actors and actresses they have in it seem good. Um, from the trailers, the acting seems pretty good. Um, I will definitely watch it. I'm just, I just have this feeling that one day he's going to be like, you know what? I don't want to be what a twist anymore. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be this guy. And is this when he does it? And it just turns out to be like, oh, okay, I knew that the whole time. And then everybody fucking hates him again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's definitely a character. <laughs> Oh, he's a character for sure. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? He broke his um, his cameo rule, I think. Uh, he did not cameo, and I think it was Glass or something. But So he's, he's growing. Yeah. He's evolving. Which is so funny, because I don't remember him in any film. No, he's usually like a taxi driver. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is <laughs> okay. totally a racial stereotype. But <laughs> Uh, he he like has a line sometimes, uh, but mostly he's just like totally not up front. Um, but whatever, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, a lot of like a weird number of announcements, but nothing I'm gonna be like crazy, super about. super jazzed about. Until it yeah, actually they, like uh, Evil Dead Rise has started production. I mean, I'm really trying not to get my hopes up because I just I have a feeling that it's just not gonna fulfill that hole in my heart. Uh, <laughs> I just wonder <laughs> is it is it gonna be old Evil Dead or is it gonna be new Evil Dead? Like, I think I think it's gonna be old from how many fans there are of Bruce Campbell and what he did during the Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and the Ash versus Evil Dead. I think it's going to go back to old, but I have no idea. I don't think that the remake was bad, but... I loved it. Uh, yeah. I it mean, was the sort of thing where it's like, okay, this is, you know, much like the first and second Evil Dead... Oh, they they took a thing and they looked at it from like a different angle, sort of thing. And I think it, it, was, it was just I drenched it in blood. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think it hit two nails on the head. I think it had that um, almost like that, that vintage factor for the people that have been with Evil Dead since the beginning. And it was they threw some things in there that you're like, OK, like I feel at home. I love these movies. Uh, this is part of the collection as well. And then you have the other part where people are just like, this is a new horror movie. That's actually pretty fucking good. And right. It's hard to find. Well, it's not hard, but it's, uh, more often not that you find a horror movie. That's shitty. <laughs> Let's just say that like, uh, I don't know the, yeah. the deeper you dig, just, you know, stuff off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? It's like trying to find, a, a good horror movie that you can come away with being like, you know what? That just entered my top 10 like that. that yeah. It did it. Um, or like, okay, this movie was bad, but there was this about it that was unique or was well thought out or is something other movies could do. Um, not to beat a dead horse, but I didn't find much of that in the deeper you dig. Yeah, no. Definitely not. I mean, as far as news goes, it kind of just looks like the same old thing that's always on here. We're we're, uh, we're gonna revamp another Stephen King story. Okay, let's just fucking let Firestarter die, shall we? Like- <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, I, uh, exactly. That Lizzie story has popped up on Apple TV, and that's right. I remember not liking that book. Uh, you might say at all, and um. Yeah, I, I got, I got to look it up real quick. If if you find any other news, you let me know. Um, I mean, probably not a ton. Okay, no. Um, I thought can't remember which book it was. There was what, whichever one was the first one he wrote after his car accident thing. Um, was not not promising <laughs> i remember having or my my parents probably my dad had like a an email subscription thing and he was getting like chapters what chapter every week or something you know back when early 2000 when that was you know something that people would do presumably yeah. um and it just was not <laughs> huh. not good um I may have found something interesting. I've never even heard that this was coming out, but apparently there's a movie called The Changed. Um, it stars Tony Todd, which is the Candyman. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's a new spin on the classic Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, okay. I would watch um, that. Yeah, I have to fucking watch the trailer for that one because I. Love the classic movie. They redid it with, um, oh my gosh, what is her name? Why can't I, I don't. I don't they know. Some, they did some big actors. Um, Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. They redid it called uh, The Invasion in two thousand seven. Oh yeah, that came out a minute ago. That was like <laughs> um, that was right in the thick of like Nicole Kidman and. Um, Oh, I just forgot her name. There was like a, a a few years there where her and the other actress I'm trying to think of um, were just in like a ton of that kind of <laughs> that 
yeah late late 90s early 2000s horror movie yeah i just i remember that one and that one wasn't too bad but uh yeah uh it's kind of interesting that they're going back to that the only thing that sucks man is that um i know that there's just gonna be people that are gonna think this movie's awesome they're like well haven't you seen invasion of the body snatchers like what's that Right. <laughs> oh my god. You have no fucking idea, dude. This movie came out when did that movie come out? The fifties? Sixties? Um sixties, I would say. I just remember watching that fucking class. Oh. Uh fifty six. Oh, okay. Nice. Alright. So I got my fucking time down. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. You know, like that movie was fucking like, what do you mean? <laughs> they fucking send out these pods and they just replace us? It's like that. Imagine being in the 50s and fucking watching this movie. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> you, the golden age of horror, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, the whole the Orson Welles War of the World broadcast. Like, yeah, man, do some cool <laughs> shit. <laughs> Freak oh some people God, out. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking imagine being in the theater. and I would just be freaking out. I just wouldn't trust anybody. No. no I'm not. We'd be doing this podcast, and I'm like, what did we talk about last time? <laughs> <laughs> not recording. Oh, what did we, oh, what did oh, we say? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're fucking fucked. <laughs> yeah, I, this, there's some cool stuff in that story I think they could they could pull out. Um, I, I have an update. So okay. either either Lizzie's story is the story I'm thinking of, and it just came out four years after I thought it did, or he just didn't okay. do that book at all. <laughs> like he stopped making like, that book. I feel like it I thought it was a short story. Lizzie's? Yeah. I thought it was a short story that he did. Uh, it's like 500 some pages. Huh. I I may never be able to find the one I'm thinking of um if it's not Lizzie's story, but interesting I mean, interesting to note uh the first book Stephen King wrote, well, the first book Stephen King published after his accident was Dreamcatcher. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Hmm, I, I, you know, that was a pretty good book. It was fucking mucking. <laughs> he, he also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he also won a Bram Stoker Award for Lizzie Story. So really, seems seems to be decent at least. I might watch it. I think I still have like a month of my free trial left. Maybe. Man, I've been watching Mythic Quest, and that show is so fucking good. Oh god! Not horror in the slightest, but it's very yeah. good. Uh, it's you know, if, if you're a fan of it's always sunny in any way, shape, or form, you'll probably like this show because <laughs> it's just Dennis. No. Yeah. Mac. Yeah. Mac. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't anyway. Know. 
Uh, this is one of my favorite parts is when we can blend Marvel and horror together and we got a Venom 2 trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Still don't like Woody Harrelson as Cassidy, but... Eh. I mean... I'm whatever also, about it. I'm not, I'm not I, I might not say horror, you know? <laughs> I mean, he kind of bites the heads off of people. I would. I mean, it's more horror than the deeper you dig, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, yeah, more, more horror than New Mutants, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> that was awful. God. Yeah, I did not. I did not like it. And I've talked to people who love that movie and. Um, I, I don't yeah, understand I, why. I, I can't. They can't convince me. I just. I just like I as really, a new mutants really thing, like as a movie, as a horror movie, as an X Men movie. None of it. None of it. Yeah, stuck. I mean, um, I mean, it was a pretty good dark movie. Not dark as in you know like oh, oh it was, was very dark. Deep with emotions. It's like no, it's like physically dark. It's like I can't see shit. Yeah, no, they. They should have turned. Oh my god! <laughs> did, you, did you see that teaser for Shazam two? Yes, <laughs> I did. did. It turn on one light. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, that. man. We want to see the fucking new suit instead of seeing yeah. it on Twitter. Right. Uh, yeah, um, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. Is it done by uh, James Wan again? Or is it someone Shazam. new? No, no, he didn't do Shazam. He did Aquaman. Who the fuck did the first Shazam? Uh, same guy that's doing the second one for what that's worth. Okay, well that's good. David <laughs> Sandberg. Yeah, David Sandberg. I mean, that's that's right. good. Yeah, I think uh Oh. <laughs> I was like, I just watched a movie where they changed directors and I really fucking hated it. Um it was the Conjuring Three. <laughs> oh, spoiler shit. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, that's good. Keep the same director because uh, Shazam was fantastic, just a lot of fun. I kind of expect the same thing with Venom. I don't expect it to bleed into the Spider Verse. I don't expect mm. it to have any ties whatsoever with Tom Holland. None. I just to want any, it to be anything really. Yeah, yeah, fucking just have it be fun. It's fucking Venom versus Carnage. Let it be that. That's my two cents on that one. I just it's it's PG thirteen. It's it's, P, it's PG th- it's PG thirteen. But the man's they are getting name a little more lenient. Is Carnage. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, like that that PG thirteen Deadpool was awful. That like Christmas thing they did. Oh, I didn't watch that just because of I how mean, much I hate it. I feel like I've had the conversation somewhere. It probably wasn't here, uh being a horror podcast, but real quick. I, the reason that that mo- that was awful was they just took the R-rated cut and like edited it. Ugh. So like, I I do believe that they could make Deadpool funny while also having one fuck in it because that's what you can yeah. get away with without having it be R-rated. Um, you could you could even do it without blood. I mean, there's there's probably ways to skirt that line. Um. But yeah, the thing that they did, the way they accomplished it, was not good. Um, and yeah, so th- so there's some hope <laughs> that Venom Two can, if it's made to be PG thirteen, can pull it off. I mean, I, 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 
Yeah, but it's carnage. It's carnage, man. Yeah, I mean, like it's like Invincible, right? Like, what if they try to make Invincible PG thirteen? Yeah, that'd be fucked up. You can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> don't you fucking do that either with the real movie that's gonna come out. Like, don't you fucking don't you play with my emotions? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fucking over 18. Like, I'm allowed to have an R-rated <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, so we're like 15-year-olds, you know? It's not that bad. <laughs> really, it isn't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm cool with Deadpool being rated R. Disney said that they'd still let Deadpool be rated R. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I, know, I saw something come up that made me think that, like, oh, are they, are they changing their mind? Like, that? you can't. Oh, you can't. No. You- I hope not. Look, look what Logan did. Logan was awesome. Logan was amazing. <laughs> Stop. Just don't fucking worry about the rating and make the movie you want to make. Like that's yes. That's where I'm at as a big wig Hollywood executive. <laughs> I'm curious on what fucking Sam Raimi's gonna do with Doctor Strange. Is that is is he doing that? Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, dude, it's going to be... And then everybody's... Uh, let's see. Writer Promises Marvel sequel is very Sam Raimi. So we can expect a wall to just randomly spray blood everywhere? Is what Somebody's going to get dragged to hell? Yeah. Oh, God, that movie. Fucking goddamn. <laughs> I like that movie. I like uh, that movie a lot. No, that's, that's interesting. I mean, multiverse stuff that could very easily fit into Sam Raimi's wheelhouse for sure. Yeah. So apparently Will it be Scott, horror? I doubt it. No, I don't think so. I think, I think he's going to fucking tie in at Tobey Maguire. Is what I think he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, what rumors are doing. <laughs> um, it's not Spider-Man. It's Dr. Strange. Yeah. But the original guy who did Dr. Strange and Sinister, uh, he was a producer on Sinister and a writer for The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, he stepped away, and then that's when Sam Raimi came in. That's really weird to me that they're picking two horror directors. Like, I, there, there is, and you even look at the title treatment of um, Multiverse of Madness, like, there's room for this to be a horror movie. The, yeah. the first Doctor Strange was not wasn't no it, it just wait it no. just wasn't um i would love it i would love it if just once just once go full and and you can do multiverse shit like you can you can do some horror business um oh yeah they open the yeah. wrong door and it's fucking terrifying like nope and then they shut yeah. it and then that, that's all mm. we need that's all we fucking want <laughs> you, you got to find a way for that to uh you know play into your superheroes who are you know usually not afraid of anything um but can you yeah. fucking imagine though let's say dr strange and fucking Wan are going on their crazy adventures and they figured out that they can go into the multiverse and are going to different fucking timelines all this shit and then all of a sudden they're at a fucking cabin in the woods and they hear screaming and fucking hey. <laughs> all this crazy shit <laughs> and then they fucking dip out and chris hemsworth is there no. Cabin in the Woods. Not fucking not allowed there. <laughs> no, not that cabin in the woods. No. Hey, you said it. Count. No. Uh fuck. 
The Necronomicon comes flying through the forest and opens the door, and then it goes inside the house, and the door shuts, and then they say, nope, and then they get the fuck out of there. And then he says, that was not groovy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally out of character, totally out of context. That was not groovy. Love God, it. I hope uh, I pray that Sam Raimi listens to our podcast. Like, that's a fucking great idea. He has to. Everybody <laughs> in the world listens to this podcast. See, he has to be listening to it. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you're listening, George Clooney, I hate you. You're bad. Stop it. <laughs> I liked your work in uh, What Women Want. That was funny, but uh, let's move past that and do something else. <laughs> what? Wasn't Have that, you ever seen the movie? Wasn't that... Uh, oh, no, there's no gift. My bad. My bad. You yeah. just insulted the man more than I did. Holy shit. Sorry, Sorry man. You know, Loved your work in uh, Last of the Mohicans. I was going to say up in the air. I thought that was a pretty adorable movie, but. Uh, yeah, no, Mel Gibson um, was in the last time the Mohicans as well. So that was a double dip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to get a letter. I'm going to get we've, a fucking letter in the mail. <laughs> we've gone off the rails. Um, George Clooney, totally the type of person to send a letter. Uh, or show up in his nipple bat suit. That's one of the. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. I'd almost I'd almost forgotten. Oh, did you see? Uh, not entirely related and we can shut up after this uh that promo for the flash movie that had the uh michael keaton batman suit covered in blood no what oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah bud it's happening 2022 it's happening bud is it a video or is it a image i think it's just an image they put on twitter uh i don't so I just typed in flash teaser music. and that was a poor decision. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> bunch of George Clooney nipples, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, the flash movie teaser is what I put in. And the first article after all the videos teaser shows it, I believe. There it is. Let's go to okay, it's not covered. It's not covered in blood, but it's got blood on it for uh, ING. Batman Beyond. Uh, About halfway down that article. Uh, Great content. I mean, I'm ready. We already know Michael Keaton's back. If they, if they do this yeah. shit before DC or Marvel does, it's in the bag, man. It's in the oh, fucking yeah, bag. Dude. Get Clooney back. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I do the multiverse. I would be more for um, fucking Michael Keaton playing. Bruce Wayne and uh, Robert Pattinson playing Terry for Batman Beyond, but uh, I just I don't think that's gonna happen, and I wish it no. was. No, it's never gonna happen. That might or, uh, go for it. Some Batman Beyond might happen. There's some really some rumblings. So. I hope I so because that story's great. I don't think it's ever gonna be like you know a live action movie or nothing like that, but. I mean, look, they already got enough Batman going on. Rob Pat's doing it. Uh, There's still Joker stuff. Batfleck might be doing something. I don't really know what the state of that is since Snyder's Justice League. Um, I feel like he... I feel like HBO was in talks with his people about doing a show. Fucking do it. Why not? I mean... Gotham 2. Bruce Wayne's an adult now. I don't dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right. 
let's tease our next movie and get the hell out of here. Well, let's tease our next movie, then talk about the conjuring, then get the hell out of here. Okay. Uh, the synopsis for that. <clears throat> a punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what we're fucking going to watch. It's, we are taking a hard left turn from uh, <laughs> I guess so. that other thing. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. That's probably okay. the most obvious teaser we've ever done. If, if you know, you know. But you know what? You're going to find out. <laughs> oh, shit. But uh, hey, he's been Jeff and I've been Jordan. This has been That's Terrible. If you want to stick around for some conjuring, feel free to do so after the music. Otherwise, thank you all for listening. Music, music, blah, 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 blah. Hey, that's how you do that, right? We're back. The Conjuring yeah. 3. Nope, nope, not The Conjuring 3. <laughs> <laughs> the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Um, uh, Yeah, the devil what? made me do it. We're just going to call it that. <laughs> that's what they should have called it. Holy fuck, dude. Uh, I was, uh, I didn't want to say anything. Again, yeah. I, I, I watched this before you did, and I knew yep. you were excited, and I, I I wanted to help, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, uh. Look, I'm not going to say that The Devil Made Me Do It was an awful movie. No. But it is an awful conjuring movie. That Absolutely. It's... It is an awful Conjuring Universe movie, even. Um, yeah, that was that was worse than the Nun. I I think it's at the same level as the Nun for me. Uh, yeah, at least at least that, sure. Um, yeah. What did they do? What What did they do? Why did they do this? So, new director. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, there's that. Um, here, here's the thing I want to know, and you might you might also be clued into this. Remember years and years and years ago when um, they were going to make this movie? They were going to make The Conjuring 3 fresh on the heels of The Conjuring 2, and there was some legal battle that was preventing them from doing so? Yep. Is, is this that story? Or was that going to be a different story? I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a different story. Okay. That would make a lot of sense. So... <sighs> The marketing of this movie, <laughs> where it's like Ed and Lorraine in their most terrifying adventure, their most terrifying case. Yeah. No, no, um, not, not in real life, not in this movie. Um, fucking yeah. Craig. Um, <laughs> do, do you know this story? Like the actual story of this? Um, so I have watched the live TV show that Ed and Lorraine did during this. And usually with the conjuring, like you could tell that they, they fluffed it a bit, right? They added yeah. some more in and made it to what it should be to be terrifying. And I'm okay with those. I'm okay with those. It's believable. It's yeah. some kind of flow with it. This one, 
you could tell blatantly what was actually taken from the inspiring true story and what they fucking made up. And that's what really, really, really bugged me. Yeah, because the true story here is that they were trying to get this kid's case thrown out as he was possessed by the devil and the judge said no. Isn't that full stop the story? Like they weren't Um, part of the exorcism. They weren't part of any of that shit, were they? No, I'm pretty sure the exorcism was real. And that it was transferred. And then because he was fine and then I thought he did a mass murdering. I didn't think he just killed like one person. Killed like a fucking dude. From what (laughs) I remember. Yeah, like he killed kind of like a piece of shit. Like are we really going to fucking stick up on this? I thought it was kind of like a mass murder because I could have sworn he killed his wife. but I might be wrong. This is like a a conversation I had with someone else. The the main problem I have with this movie, you know, you throw out the rest of the stuff. Like the first two conjuring movies were very, very inventive with their scares. And this one was not, Yes, but you watch this movie and you just get the sense kind of like what you said, that the real story is much more interesting than what they told. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about a curse and like a witch and like you're just fighting a woman. Like this, this isn't a, a demon spirit. This isn't the devil. It's a woman. Yeah. It's a woman. That's Shooter. what drove me that, was <laughs> that it was a physical fucking being that, Hey, like she had, you know, she had a fucking weird childhood. Her dad was in demonic shit. She took up the, you know, the total pull of that. And she fucking ran with it. I, <laughs> I, I fucking yeah. yeah i i really didn't like it i love the conjuring universe it's probably in my opinion the best thing to come out in the past decade for especially me. those and first two movies yeah which the second it took me a couple tries but then that's what kind of made it terrifying was when you read into the backstory of these things it's like oh like if you watch the interview with that little girl and how her fucking voice changes holy shit it'll (laughs) it gave me shivers so bad and it's just this didn't do it this this you 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 nailed it the story to what they actually took and ran off with it and just fucked it all up was way more interesting than what they produced. (laughs) Yeah and it like it didn't have any of those conjuring like you know the the first conjuring movie famously the first movie and probably still the only movie to be rated R for being scary. Right. And and that's, yeah. that's a subjective rating from a fucking board of just fucking humans. Right. Like it's not a empirical thing. However, it earned it. That movie earned it. I think the yeah. second one did, you know, like there are still those moments in those movies that I just, I think about and I'm like the, the clap game uh, that's fucked up that the, when she's <laughs> on the clothesline and the sheet, flies away and it's just a oh yeah it's on a goat like there there are those things that those first two movies had i i can't tell you one moment in this movie where i was like scared the no they they tried to do the conjuring stuff they they very much tried to make sure that you did not see where the scares were coming from um the the first one is when dude's looking for the rat and he's looking in the hole and you're like oh they're gonna jump out of the hole and it was the witch behind him like that Sure, that's that's conjuring right there. That is that is what they endeavored to do in the first two, and they're still trying to do that. But like, yeah, that was it. 
that that was the scary moment and <laughs> and it was like a, a relatively cheap jump scare and it yeah. just it doesn't i don't know man it's i think it had its moments i think some of the spine twisting if you will um cgi parts of it were pretty good um, the, the opening scene was good i i liked that yeah that was great. You know why? Because it's based on the fucking story. <laughs> uh, I, I also, and I wonder, you know, things change. Um, Lorraine Warren has now passed away since the last movie. I wonder yeah. if, because, because you look at how this is set up like this, this is a movie about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And, and yeah. if you don't like them, you're not going to like this movie. Um, sure. But also if you're looking for a scary movie, you're not going to like this movie. Um <laughs> So like all in all, I thought the story was fine, you know, about this, you know, this, this couple and do the exorcism and one of them gets kind of possessed ish in a way, um, even though it's like a cult like thing and not like a demon, whatever, like that all, that all could have worked. But I, I'm wondering if they were going to like throw a full haymaker and have Ed die at that like first encounter when he has the hardest. Yeah. Like. I don't, I don't know how Ed Warren died. I know he, he died in like Oh six. So it was after this. Um, I don't think it was on the job, so to speak. Um, Cause he would have been pretty old by then, but you, you spend those two movies making us care about these characters and you know how, Oh, they, you know, they want to help people and they want to, you know, exercise demons cause it's what they're fucking good at. And they see people suffering. They want to do something about it. And you know, if you want to have some sort of emotional gut punch, this pair that has been together this entire time, take one of them away, you know, and then tell a good story around that. But they didn't do that and they didn't tell a good story and it just didn't really come yeah, together. Flopped. And it just sucks. Cause I was, I was looking at it. I'm like, why is this so different? And then I noticed that there was a different director, which I did not know previously. And I looked at his other shit and he did the curse of La Lorena, which I mean, is it the best horror movie ever? No. Does it fit into the conjuring universe? kind of but it's it also one of the bad. worst of the conjuring universe i mean come at I don't me bro think, <laughs> i don't even think that they uh they count it into the conjuring universe to be honest i think they do actually i don't I mean, know why oh <laughs> well, there you go um, i mean i didn't think it was bad i thought i would i could watch it again that's probably where i stand at it <laughs> i could watch yeah. it again but um you know, like he didn't totally suck at that movie. And this one, I don't know. I think he just got a big head over it and fucking. Yeah, there really are too many moving parts. Like it, it is totally feasible that, you know, there were changes, lawsuits, whatever, whatever. Like we, we yeah. won't know. Um, But at some point, if it was going to be this difficult, they probably should have just not done it. You know, I know, I know these movies make them a lot of money, Um, but you're, you're clearly you've shown the ability to do spinoffs. Uh, those second two Annabelle movies were pretty good. Yeah. You, you still got the nun to work with, make another one of those. Maybe it'll be good too. You got the crooked man. Crooked man. That could be fucking terrifying. He was terrifying in the country. <laughs> and, and now you have what? A witch who places totems <laughs> under your house and you get cursed. Can you imagine nope. fucking like you hear some scaffolding outside and you fucking or not scaffolding some scuffling and uh, turn on the lights and like what the fuck you doing? Ah oh, shit, I've been uh, caught. 
Uh, well, I can't curse away. you unless I finish this. Can you just walk away for a second? No. Yeah. No. no. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah, disappointing. I just, I was such a letdown. I've talked about how excited I was in pretty much every episode since it fucking got released that they're doing it, and ah, uh, so bummed. Yeah. So bummed. Um. Real quick, I watched uh, Quiet Place 2. Ooh, how's that? Great. Fucking awesome. I am so happy. So me and my wife are going to go see it at a drive-in in in, uh, Phoenix. But on the Uh way to Phoenix, my car blew a tire. So we did not get to do that. (laughs) So we stayed home and we watched it in, in the regular theater. And I am very happy that my first theater experience in more than a year and a half was that movie because it was fucking awesome. Fuck. Really okay. well made, really good idea. Um, worth every penny. But huh. that I will not spoil. I will not. Yeah, no, don't do that. I won't. I won't be spoiling that one. But uh, anyway, I mean, I'll watch it. That's been the deeper you dig. That's been. The Conjuring, that's been my review of A Quiet Place Part 2. Let's get out of here. My throat hurts. You know what I'm saying? For sure. (laughs) Thanks, everyone.